Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the knockoff Raiders helmet of the fantasy football podcast world. I change it up there. My name is Christian Brito, and joining me as always is Mr. Jonathan Lamar Chapman. How you doing, John? Oh, man. I, I like the full use of the name. I feel like I'm in trouble. Uh, that's like when the mom comes out, you hear that middle name, you know your ass about to get spanked. Um, but hey, I'm doing I great. It's a good day. I need to be careful with that. I need to be careful with that. That might turn you on, I feel. Uh, Freud no? would Don't say like a yes. little spanking? No, it's okay. not my thing. I'm a pleaser, not a punisher. Ah. Uh, Okay, this got really weird really quick. I like it. So let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Antonio Brown. Let's start right off the bat because that's what we just mentioned as what we are, fantasy football. Let's talk about his helmet situation and whether or not this guy is actually serious about wanting to sit out until his helmet situation is resolved. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. Well, he's kind of going up against a brick wall. Um, he disappeared from the Raiders altogether. He has gone completely AWOL. He's not responding to any calls. And the report out of um, Napa Valley where they have their training camp is they have no idea where he even is. And it's not about his foot issue, which a lot of people thought it was. He does have frostbite, to, if you want to complicate this freaking... <laughs> alternative universe that is Antonio Brown even further but it's not about that it's about his helmet and so what happened was the NFLPA and the NFL they've come forward with these new enhanced enforcement of helmet regulations and what happened was last year was the last year that you could use the old kind of outdated helmets and 31 different players chose to use those. Uh, you know, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, Antonio Brown, they were kind of the most prolific or famous ones. But that is no longer allowed. So everybody has had to hand those helmets in or keep them, whatever. But you have to use the new designed safety helmets, whatever. No problem, right? Wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Antonio Brown tried to sneak his old helmet in and got caught <laughs> to the Raiders. Uh, they are like, hey, you can't use this. In fact, if you are out here in practice with this helmet, the entire Raiders organization is suspect of fines and punishments. You can't do that. He says, all right, cool. He puts on the new helmet, goes throughout practice. Done, right? Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Why are you doing this that way? It's just Okay, continue, continue but like, stop doing that. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, it's it's a tribute <laughs> to uh, Charlie Murphy, uh, the habitual line stepper uh, routine. Mm-hmm. But um, Michael Silver, he put this out on uh, Twitter, and I'm just going to read this one exactly as he typed it. However, sometime in the next couple of weeks, Brown once again tried to take the field with his old helmet, which he had since had repainted with colors approximating but not completely mimicking the Raiders' silver and black design. So, uh, yeah, he went and hired a professional to try to recreate it to make it look like the Raiders' new helmets, and it didn't work. 
So he got pissed off, got caught again, and just left. And now reports are out he will retire if he doesn't get to play with his old helmet. So there's yeah. that. He said he'll stay away from football. This man and his feet are both crazy. Yes. He is absolutely insane. Now, I do think that he will Love play it. this year because he has $30 million guaranteed, which means he just has to be able to try to play football. So if he walks away for non-football reasons, which this would qualify as, um, he loses $30 million guaranteed. If he comes back and blows his knee out and can never walk again, he gets all $30 million. But if he chooses to remove himself, he loses all of it. So... Um, he will be back. He's just fucking weird. Um, yep. Anyway. Now, I will say, if I were in a situation where this is what I was comfortable with, and then I was told I could not do it, but I felt like it actually affected my play, I understand where he's coming from. And if he elected, this is something that you, you mentioned, the NFLPA is the one that's really pushing for this yeah, it's not the uh, nfl this is the players right. association so it's a whole different yeah so i feel like if it's something that i really wanted to do and like i signed all the necessary documents to do so like you should be able to do it you get what i'm saying like i don't know if you're with me on that side um but i feel like if it if he really feels it affects his play and he wants this uh just let them do it, man. Yeah, and I think the problem is these are part of the regulations in the concussion settlement uh, for player safety, which is right. the biggest kind of red herring or big red X for the NFL to continue being what it is. Is Man, if, if brain issues and all this stuff keeps continuing, the NFL eventually is going to have to change everything. So uh, this is kind of – I don't think that this is going to work. Um, he's going to have to conform. That's all there is to it. Yeah. So we'll figure it. He'll figure it out. Uh, but you think he'll be there game one. I think he'll be there game yes. one. I, I don't think there's any doubt of that. Right. I sent several trades for Antonio Brown in all my dynasty leagues. So yep. that should let you know how I feel. Yep. Cool. All right. Let's get back to it because we have been recapping preseason week one. We did a third of the game so far. We're going to continue today with the second third of those games and then on our next pod we'll finish out we want to give you a good idea of everything that's going on in this preseason so far so let's let's keep going team by team and let's kick off today with the jags and ravens all right talk about a fun football game to watch <laughs> 29 to 0 the ravens blow out the jags and it was just a boring ass game um even though the ravens put up 29 points it was just boring now fantasy takeaways i, I think there's a couple things on the jacksonville side that we can say all right this is important the quarterback position was god-awful, so throw that out the window. But the running mm -hmm. back rotation behind Leonard Fournette is what is interesting. Seems like Alfred Blue will continue to be the guy. So right. it's not going to be Raquel Armstead, even though they rotated back and forth. I'm telling you right now, uh, Alfred Blue looks much better. And his running style is almost 
identical. It's like the poor man versions of Leonard Fournette. Very upright runner, very physical and bruising, whereas Armstead's a little bit smaller. So I really do think if you're wanting to handcuff Fournette in a deep league, I think Blue is the guy that would get snaps this year. However, uh, Fournette is a mess, and if he does choose to walk away at the end of this year, I think Armstead would be the long-term play. Do you agree with that? I do. Uh, it does feel like Alfred Blue has spent his entire career being a fantasy football handcuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I I, I think if, if Fournette were to go down, it would be a lot of Blue until we realize that he's not that good and then and then uh, Reichwell would get his shot, right. even if he is smaller. And I don't know if he can hold up, but... And, I think he's the better of the two. And I'll say this, like Alfred Blue is that like coach's favorite son. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He always does what you're going to ask him to do. He's not like a fantasy darling. He's not going to bust off like a 20-yard, 30-yard run. But he always moves forward. He doesn't fumble. He's decent and he's very good in pass protection. So it's easy to keep him on the field. But again, if the Jags suck like they did last year and they get out of contention, Blue's not going to be the guy. If they're competitive, I think that they would keep him in there because he's going to keep keep Nick Foles um, healthy. Whereas rookies, a big reason why they don't get the playing time, especially running backs, is pass protection, which Alfred Blue excels at. So, so let's yeah. let's quickly talk about the guy that they're backing up in Leonard Fournette. Uh, what is your outlook for him for 2019? Are you optimistic that he can bounce back and be this uh, first round running back that uh, we saw, you know, in his in his rookie season? And, and can he be that type of guy again? Or I, is it just going to be the same no, that we saw last year? I think that he will be that. Um, he is one of, you know, my dark horse candidates for most touches in the NFL. Um, I really okay. do think he'll be north of 300 touches. Again, you've got to put the asterisk of health. And attitude. You know, we just got through talking about Antonio Brown. Fournette's not far from that. Uh, let's just be very, very honest. However, if they start winning early, he is a front runner. He always has been. Um, then I think he is a guy that could lead and carries the entire NFL. So um, he is a huge home run swing, and I'm fine with that. He is my RB13, um, just behind on Johnson, ahead of Nick Chubb, actually. Um, so, wow. So, yeah, I like him. Okay. Cool. Let's look at the other side of the ball, the brutal side of the ball from this game. Uh, let's start with the quarterback position. Lamar Jackson still looks like he can't pass the ball. Man, it, or, that's not his preference it's, in the NFL. Yes, and his stat sheet came out well. You know, four of six, 59 yards and a touchdown. He had three passes that were like the worst passes I've ever seen get called back on penalties. And so they didn't right. show up on the stat sheet. But he overthrows a lot of wide open receivers. Um, he's going to be fantasy relevant, and I like that because of his rushing potential. But, you know, the number one story here is uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be fine. But I'm telling you right now, the number one wide receiver on this team is going to be Miles Boykin. Um, he is the guy to go get. So if you're looking for something to take away from this fantasy relevant Baltimore team because they run the ball so much, Miles Boykin is basically the new. Tyler Lockett. He's going to have two to three catches a game for like 78 yards and a touchdown. And he looked incredible not only with Lamar Jackson, who was the number one target for him, he looked great with the number twos as well. Uh, 
And just a, a, another just side nugget about who Miles Boykin is, he's out of TCU and he had the highest catch radius of anybody that went through the combine. And, you know, a lot of people gave all of the credit to DK Metcalf as being this physical freak, and rightly, rightfully so. Miles Boykin is that athletic and buff. Like, that's just who he is. Uh, vertical was the top. He's a six foot four dude, super long arms. So just think about DK Metcalf. That's who Miles Boykin is. Very physical, just gifted athlete. And so perfect fit for this vertical passing game. He's not going to need a lot of targets, but um, he's going to be special. Really, really like so, that kid. Right now, if you're drafting in Dynasty, uh, let's say you're doing a rookie only draft. Right? It's not. It's not your first season. You're doing a rookie only draft. Uh, you have the opportunity to take either Miles My- Boykin, who you're talking about, or his counterpart in the Baltimore offense, Marquise Brown. You're taking Boykin? They're going so very different. So draft capital would say uh, definitely first round pick in the NFL draft, you know, um, with what's going on there. But if I had to choose one of them, I would probably take um, Marquise Brown just because – you know, you're going to be able to trade him. Worst case scenario, he's got a lot more name recognition. However, um, I, don't, I, I do think Miles Boykin outscores him. You know, Brown's going as the number eight wide receiver in rookie-only drafts, and Boykin's going as the number 12 wide receiver in rookie-only draft. But um, I, I would take Marquise Brown and then trade him to whoever has Miles Boykin and try to pick up something else. I don't know if that answers your question or is a cop-out, but it's what I do. No, that's fine. Um, I kind of mentioned this when I did uh, my solo pod. If I was a team that I'm looking for 2020 and not 2019, I love Marquise Brown because I don't think this is going to be his year. I think, one, he's still coming back. Uh, is not fully healthy, and two, I just I don't see him having uh, a consistent year being that kind of speedy guy. But I, I do believe 2020 he'll have a year of the NFL under his belt. He'll have a full healthy year, and he will be kind of that breakout second year wide receiver. But you're not going to see it in 2019, in my opinion. Yeah. So I like it. I like All right, it. cool. Let's, uh, as far as the kind of running back situation, no Ingram in this game, but the rotation behind him, Gus Edwards, Dixon, Justice Hill, uh, is Edwards the backup to Ingram right now? I think he is right now. Um, you know, if you, and the question is this, there, there's two different types of backs there. So you, you have, Mark Ingram is going to be the guy, and if Mark Ingram goes down, it looks like Gus Edwards would be the immediate backup for that early Mm -hmm. down kind of power running back role. Now, the third down slash pass catching role, that is between the other two guys. And Dixon, who just, Jesus, man, all preseason team every single year, either gets suspended or hurt, but the coaches love him there. Um, He's been there, and they just keep him around. Justice Hill is going to be the long-term play there for sure. So if I had to own one of these backups, it'd be Justice Hill big time. I I think his upside is beyond the other ones, but he does have an uphill uh, climb. So, Yeah, but I I think if... Right, you know, if tomorrow it came out that Mark Ingram is going to miss the 2019 Gus season, Gus Edwards would be the guy. Gus Edwards would be the guy on on the roster, right on the sheet. He's going to show up as he's starting yes, the game. Correct. 
Now, if that same injury happens, let's say week six, I think it would be Justice Hill. No, but the thing is, yeah, but what I was trying to get to is Gus Edwards will be the guy on the sheet that says, hey, he's starting the game. He's taking the first snap. But at the end of the game, Justice Hill will have uh, the same amount of work and better stats. Yep. Very well said. Look, at you. I, I like that. I like that. Cool. Let's move on to the next game, Titans and Eagles. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, let's start there. Uh, he crushed it, He man. should be starting over Marcus Mariota, right? Yeah. I mean, Marcus Mariota has fewer touchdown passes <laughs> than he does games played over the last two years. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And he didn't look good either. Uh, you know, he went out there for the first uh, couple series, goes four for eight, threw for a total of 24 yards with all the ones. Tannehill comes back in with the same group and looks incredible. Um, and I do want to say shout out to Clayton for prepping all this stuff. He has been killing it with research lately. So if we say anything smart, understand that is not us. That is at Kadu Clayton or Kado Clayton if you are Brito. So. Uh. I'm gonna ask him just uh, on the on our next pod. Uh, spoiler alert! I'm gonna ask him on our next pod. How do you pronounce his last name? And then we'll go from there because I might have been doing it wrong for uh, years at this point. Yeah. Uh, and not corrected because he's fucking Canadian and is not gonna correct me. Nope, he so, won't. Oh, it's okay, Brito. <laughs> that was that was pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to put on our sheet just like a bunch of like trap words um, to see if he'll say them. Just oh, like don't put you them know. out everywhere. <laughs> and I, I will see. give his podcast. He just started a recent podcast that's legit. It's called uh, Fantasy Football Up North. And it's just a couple Canadians with the Canadian accent talking football. And it is absolutely incredible. And it's funny. He even put in a Canadian Football League reference. You know, uh, I, I'm not finished talking about Tennessee, but I want to put this in there. Uh, this is an exact quote in the research uh, page that he put in. Eagles lost backup Nate Sudfeld with a broken wrist, but before leaving, he threw a beautiful 75-yard touchdown to the Canadian Football League standout, Markin Mitchell. Um, <laughs> like, that is just, he's so nice, even though this guy broke his arm. Uh, it's just who he is. So, love you, Clayton. Yes. Um... Is Marcus okay? Who is the worst starting quarterback in the NFL? Whoever the Redskins put out there. Okay, fair enough. All three of them. Okay. All right, fair enough. Never mind. Mariota would be, be in the conversation. He'd be in the bottom five. Yes. And I will say this: um, as uh, maligned and hated as a lot of people. It for some reason didn't like Tannehill down here in Miami. Uh, he is not in that conversation for me. I'd say he is not a bottom ten quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. um, and if they he can just not have Adam Gase as a coach or not have a revolving uh, coaching staff for a couple years, I think he's a competent NFL quarterback. I agree. His athleticism is nuts, man. People forget he was a wide receiver for too. Texas and yeah, man. Shout out to Hard Knocks back in the day. Solid. Um, now, a couple other things that I do want to talk about with Tennessee is Adam Humphreys is going to be the guy. Um, he had six targets on the first drive alone with the ones. Uh, he only got four yep. catches for 24 yards, but if you are in a PPR league 
that number one wide receiver is going to be Adam Humphreys. He looked unbelievable. Um, he was just running kind of a little quick uh, curly Q route or an in and out. Think just whatever Edelman always does. That's basically what he did. And whatever angle the defenders took on him, they couldn't touch him. Um, he looks unbelievable. If he was on another team, uh, people forget he was a top 24 wide receiver last year. So if he was on another team, then geez, it would be something special. That's all I got to say. I'll say this. If the coaching staff wants to win, um, they should throw the ball to Adam Humphreys. They should have Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball and forget about the optics of having Mariota be on the bench and Corey Davis not being your number one. Mm -hmm. Just admit that those are not your guys and you can move on. I think that Corey Davis does bring something that's special. Um, he's very physical and he runs very good routes, but you are correct. He's not a number one wide receiver. Um, yep. I think that he should, would probably start on 26 of the NFL teams. Yeah, but he's a two. He's a, And that's nothing wrong with that. Correct. Correct. He's a two with big with play upside. Um, there you go. Yeah. So Now jumping over to the other side, the Eagles. You know, we talked about how Sutfeld came out and got hurt. Now, this is a big deal because if you want to talk about, you know, injury prone or whatever, which I'm not a believer in, but Carson Wentz has been hurt a lot. And <laughs> Nate Sutfeld, whom they believe in, he's got a broken wrist. So what are you going to do? They got Cody Kessler as the next backup. I don't think you want to roll with that. So curious to what see. Are you, what are you going to do? I'd, I'd, I'd sign a guy that started quarterback in the Super Bowl, uh, personally. That's what I would do. Mm. who's still out there and just put out a workout tape that's what i would do yep i uh you don't want to touch that do you i would uh fuck i was trying to get i was trying to work in a pun there like i would uh <laughs> get down on one knee to see that happen but, oh hey. there you go brito's used to getting on his knees for the stuff he wants now yeah. um yeah that's what i was worried about there yep thanks but, man. Uh, thanks man the protests we all need now running back wise miles sanders came out he didn't wow anybody three catches for three yards which <laughs> i mean three rushes for three yards that's definitely not great but uh right. it's what it is he's going to i'll get tell it. you what though yeah i think uh he's just getting started i do too i really really like him i think he's gonna be just fine this year man yep 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 especially towards the second half of the season um, I, I can't wait for him not to get work in week one and two, and I'm going to trade for him everywhere. So that's my plan. Buy low, sell high. Now, uh, Dallas Goddard, uh, who I absolutely love and will be a top tight end at some point in his career. Three catches for 50 yards. He did get banged up a little bit, but um, yeah, him and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside both looked very, very good. That Eagles roster is so freaking deep at every position especially on the offensive side where there's O-line, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. I think they probably have one of the best rosters in the NFL. Um, it doesn't matter. They, they just have so many guys. They've done a hell of a job. But Deep at every position, yeah. we might as well call them the Debbies. Oh! I love you, Debbie. Me too. Debbie's Dell's mom. I don't know if people know that. Uh, for those... <laughs> <laughs> Just so we're all clear. If you don't know that by now, <laughs> you've never heard our show before. If you've never heard our show before, 
Uh, welcome. We do fantasy football with a little bit of a twist, and that twist is Dale's mom on our dick. <laughs> Shit. That was beautiful. <laughs> wow. That was really good. That was really good. Shout out to Debbie. All right. What do we got next, boss? Uh, <laughs> hold on. I'm trying to pull up exact <laughs> quotes from Dale that his mom said something today. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I so hope she's just- listening. Move, move the show on. I, I need to pull something up for us because this is... Uh, it's worth it. All right. The next game that we are going to go through is the Houston Texans versus the Green Bay Packers. Now, this was actually... Okay. A f- I got it. I got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. So, Dale sent a message in our group chat this morning saying, hey, my mom just asked how the pod was going. Then she asked for me to put it on the phone. <laughs> I said, no. She said, Why? I need to hear if you talk about me. Oh man, Dale doesn't talk about you. Nope, but at all. <laughs> that is awesome. So if if you are oh, listening yeah. out there, Debbie, um, we love you. We love you. All right, let's let's continue uh, with. Uh texans and packers like you mentioned all right probably the most fantasy relevant information out there is kiki cootie who man yeah whenever he's on the field is amazing he just can't get off the field um it's it's just rough (laughs) he's always hurt he's been dealing with the hamstring issue all the time and then he muffed a punt (laughs) that was recovered by the packers for a touchdown which was bad then he gets injured uh helped off the field just looked really really bad but it supposedly it's not as severe as everybody thought. They're talking about a lower leg issue that could be about a month. But it's just get used to this. It's what's it's gonna be now. Good for the Texans. They just traded for Duke Johnson. Um, right. They gave up a fourth round pick for him. But if he plays ten games, that goes to a third. So they paid a huge premium for Duke Johnson. Now he could immediately jump into the slot role if kiki cutie is going to be out for a while i guarantee you he will be taking snaps at running back and at the slot receiver position so i mean everything for duke johnson is trending up if you had him before in cleveland he is much more valuable now and with kiki out he is even more valuable because he's just an awesome pass catching back uh the miami running backs man you're a miami fan right um yeah I mean, they're my second team after the Gators, but yeah. How do you like the Gators and Miami? Uh, I grew up a Canes fan, but I went to the University of Florida. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yep. But if they play, you root for Florida? Yes. All right. All right. I That's that. pretty much the only time I don't root for the Hurricanes is if they play like they do to open the season this year. Oh, I like it. I like I like those yep. matchups. But outside of that, there's really not a lot to take away from um, on the side of the Texans. The only thing you do need to know is that offensive line sucks. Whoever is quarterback is going to get destroyed. You know, Deshaun Watson led the NFL with most sacks last year. And even though they drafted two high-end rookies to help that situation out they've already lost their starting center and their backup center greg mance and joe webb was just getting pressure up in front of his face the whole time so that's a concern for the entire offense but nothing too much more to take away from there oh i got three quick quick takeaways kiki cootie belongs in my conversation from the last pod of top five best nfl names Mm -hmm. uh Duke Johnson is uh, one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league, but 
never really seems to have been able to get the ball rolling in terms of rushing the ball. Do you feel like he's a legitimate threat to Lamar Miller right now? No, but I do think it gives them a complimentary one-two punch. Um, It's still Lamar Miller's thing uh, and will be for early on in the season. But Lamar Miller is going to be at his best when he gets 15 touches. And I would argue the exact same thing for Duke Johnson. So you can use them the exact same way. It's not like you have your primary back and then a third down back. That's not the case. Uh, They're interchangeable. So the defenses won't be able to key on personnel based on those two guys, if that makes sense. Why? I'm going to look at it from if this was my fan base. Why wouldn't you do that? Because I I think – in my opinion, I think Lamar Miller is perfect for that. Just give him the ball first and second down every time and then have Duke come in and be your third down back always. You, you don't think that's the right strategy? Um, With certain teams, I'd be okay with that. But with Deshaun Watson and what Bill O'Brien's done there, they like to throw it on first down. They love to right. throw it on first down, in fact. And I think oh, that's yeah, yeah. a much smarter way to go. You know, Warren Shops, Sharp's book that he just put out there, I forget the title, but he talks a lot about that. And the stats and everything seems to back it up. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not a Lamar Miller believer. You know, I think he's kind of, I don't know, he would probably be the starting running back on three teams in the NFL. Um, I think Houston's one of those. So, right. Huh. You are actively uh, about to get arrested. So let's move on. We're killing to... it at Eat Sleep Fantasy. They coming to get oh, us. God, I liked it. I liked it. I I did not. You you liked it. That was good. On the fly. I did not. I did not like it. <laughs> I think uh, I have a new favorite thing. Uh, saying jokes that are worse than Dale's. Um, maybe. But there's something that happens, you know, I am a teacher in my other life, and whenever you do like the stupid dad joke and the kids cringe, I like dad jokes. it's like, hell yeah. So like, in a, in a way, if I could say something that makes you kind of like, you know, rub your nose, like where you're like upset, like right. that makes me feel good. I don't know why. You need to make me rub my penis instead, because that makes me feel good. Okay, that's all right. Well, we can turn on all the right. video conference and let's have a good time. I am not wearing a shirt. So (laughs) let's talk a little bit about the other side of the ball. What would you like to mention here about the Packers? Because, I mean. There's not much there, to be honest with you. Quarterback. Yeah. (laughs) Kaiser looked okay. Um, You Mm -hmm. got to give him, you know, his whatever. He looked all right. Now, the running back situation is very interesting in Green Bay. Aaron Jones is finally back. He just came back and practiced today on Saturday, depending on when you are listening to this. Uh, he's, been, he's missed nine straight practices with his hamstring, but he's back. Dexter Williams has filled in very, very well. He went 14 carries for 62 yards. It kind of seemed like the goal of Green Bay was, let's do a doomsday scenario. Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones are out. Can we depend on this guy, Dexter Williams? And it seemed to suggest yes yeah uh, he had one catch out of the on one target for 18 yards so you know if it, i think there's going to be a competition between jamal williams and dexter williams for who's going to be that backup it's aaron jones's job but i think dexter williams is much more dynamic and a complete that, who, who are you placing your bets on there after aaron jones mm-hmm. dexter williams and jamal williams is 
going much earlier than he is. So, okay, I'll tell you who I'm placing my bets on. Okay, Nitrogen Sports. Oh, ah, see what I did there. Liked it. Nitrogen Sports is one of our sponsors, but they are the number one Bitcoin sports book. You can check them out right on our website, eSleepFantasy.com, and they're right there at the top. Nitrogen Sports. You can bet on everything on Nitrogen Sports. Obviously, you guys listen and pay attention to football, but if you're interested in other sports, they've got golf, basketball, tennis, baseball, esports, hockey, MMA, boxing, you name it, you can bet on it in Nitrogen Sports. Right now, if you want to try it out for free, they've got free rolls with guaranteed prizes, right? Not a lot of people do free betting with guaranteed $2,000 in guaranteed prizes for that. And and they've got, you know, big money gambling. If you want to bet an entire Bitcoin, which right now is about $11,000, you can do that as well. Uh, so check them out. Nitrogen Sports, cool place. And and for those of you that are in located in areas where this is uh, uh, online betting is difficult to do, Check out Nitrogen Sports because you might be able to do them where you're at as well. So I like it. I like it. All right. Let's move on. Next game here, Panthers and Bears. This one was interesting. Two pretty cool animals. Yeah. Oh, who would win in a fight? Uh, the bear. The bear. Yeah. Yeah. The bear. Is there an animal that, that could was beat easy. a bear? <laughs> that was really quick. Uh, what? Is there an animal that could beat a bear? One-on-one. Uh... I'd say anything that's like massively larger, so like an elephant. No, would dude. Probably beat a bear, huh? I don't know. I'd take a bear. Is that about a grizzly? A grizzly bear? Yeah, a grizzly a bear. bear. Beat a grizzly bear. A polar bears are bigger, right? Yeah, polar bears are way yeah. bigger. Uh, we had this discussion. I think a gorilla would beat a bear. A silverback? Dang, they're so. Yeah. We watched King Kong yesterday, so yeah, I'm a little bit into the gorilla would win right now. Anyway. You don't think an elephant would beat a bear in a fight? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think so. I'm blanking on anything else, man. Yeah. A hippo. Hippos are really aggressive. They are. That's true. Um, My wife went on a hike in California and saw a bobcat this morning, which is pretty badass. I was really pissed I didn't go, but then I remembered, oh, yeah, I don't like hiking. So... All right, moving on. Carolina Panthers. Um, man, Elijah Holyfield, you know, um, the great boxer's son, who we basically left for dead through the entire draft process. He comes out at the combine and runs like a 4 7 8 40, and everybody's like, yeah, we don't want that guy. Then he goes to his pro day at Georgia and runs like a 4 8 8. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, we definitely don't want that guy. But. You have to put into account that's not football. And he showed you exactly what that was in his very first preseason game. He goes out there, scores two touchdowns, one receiving and one rushing, and just looked really, really good. And the funny thing is the NFL comp that I had for Holyfield was Cameron Artis Payne. So it seems like they have that type for short-yarded situations and whatever else, this kind of bigger bowling ball back that can catch the ball out of the backfield. So... That's something to watch. I think uh, he could definitely beat out Cameron Artis Payne by the start of the season. Cameron Artis Payne had five carries for eight yards. Definitely didn't look very good. Pedestrian, some would say. Um, 
But yeah, so anyway, I think that's probably the number one thing to take away from as far as receivers yep. go for the Panthers. There wasn't really that much. You know, Levron got seven targets, had four catches for 51 yards, but I don't think he's going to make the roster. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that there really wasn't takeaways on the Panthers side of the ball for this game, to be honest. I think that's a team that you kind of have to focus on um, in the second and third preseason games. But for you, for fantasy relevant guys for that team, does it just feel like everything's already pretty much locked into place? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a lot's going to change for the Panthers like it can with other teams. Correct. And, you know, we want to talk about change. The Bears on the other side, David Montgomery, as advertised, you know, I would be willing to say this. You know, in rookie-only drafts, you know, dynasty drafts, Montgomery was kind of the number two or three or four running back going off the board at different times. Josh Jacobs was one. Um, Some people had Darrell Henderson up there early. Some people had Miles Sanders up there early. Montgomery looks like he's going to be the rookie running back to own. Um, yeah. He looks amazing. He, he, right now, is my one over Josh Jacobs. Yeah. His volume won't be Josh Jacobs high, but that offense and that offensive line in Oakland is absolute trash. And so you look at the offense that they have with Matt Nagy, think very, you know, um, Kansas City Chiefs-type offense, very dynamic. He's not going to need the same amount of touches as Josh Jacobs is going to need. And you look at what David Montgomery did, six touches, right? So uh, three carries for 16 yards and a touchdown. And then he goes out and gets three catches off of only three targets for 30 yards. So he put up, you know, a 13-point game with six touches in the preseason. Uh, Kid special. How many... Here's here's the thing about uh, Chicago that I, I don't think people really paid attention to over the last three years. Um, Jordan Howard had three straight seasons of 250-plus rushes. Rushes. And that was with <laughs> um, the little bitty guy with Tariq Cohen there. That was with Cohen, the little bitty guy. He's tiny. Yeah, he is. Um, so I don't think it's I, – I think it's a lock David Montgomery has 200 carries. Jeez. So I, so I don't think it's that all that close that he's not going to be a top two running back for rookies. Um, I You know, Josh Jacobs has a shot. I think Miles Sanders has a shot. But I think David Montgomery will definitely get the work and is in the best uh, offensive situation of those guys. I like it. Yeah, I like it. And um, if he can, if he can be Jordan Howard, and I think he's a better talent than Jordan Howard. If he can be Jordan Howard, that's a lot of production. He's definitely much more dynamic. Um, yeah. You know, you could argue perhaps that Jordan Howard is a better downhill runner, and I'm fine with that. But David Montgomery, his comp is Cream Hill, uh, Cream Hunt. Like he's that type of guy that can do it all, and it's just very elusive, and people bounce off of him um, consistently. So he he's he can do it all. Um, he's a better fit yeah. in that system for sure. If that's his comp, I really think he can kickstart this offense. So let's uh, way to go, man. Way to go. Yeah. Anything else you want to take away from the Bears here? You want to talk about uh, the tight end bunting? Um. 
not too much. The one thing I would say, just since we brought it up earlier, Chase Daniels, I think, might be one of the better uh, career backups in the NFL history, and he looked really, really good. That guy is just cashing in checks like crazy without playing. Respect the hustle. All right. Speaking of respecting the hustle, let's talk about the Broncos and the Seahawks. I, I don't I don't know what that transition was. Can I get another do-over? Sure. Speaking of a weird animal battle, Broncos versus Seahawks. Is that better? Yes, I'm taking a Bronco 100%. How is the Bronco going to even attack the Seahawks? Well, the Seahawks has to come down to its level and try right? to like dive bomb it. And whenever it does Peck that, it. the Broncos got some big old teeth. Just look at John Elway. And so... Fuck, this has been on point here so far <laughs> with this segment. I did always think that John Elway looked exactly like his mascot, and I thought that was pretty clever by Denver. Because he, he looks like a horse. I don't know if he looked like... Is it is it interesting that Peyton Manning played for the two horse teams yes! in the NFL? Yes, I'm just saying. Just saying, man. Just saying. All right. So if we're going to talk about the Broncos, a couple things. You've got to mention um, Drew Locke, their quarterback that they drafted in the second round. He had a much better showing than the Hall of Fame game where he looked abysmal. 17 of 28, one touchdown, one interception, but he took three sacks. Um, He's got a curve. This guy is not going to be an NFL-ready quarterback, I think, this year. But uh, the potential is there. Now, the running back situation was very interesting. You know, it starts the game off with um, Royce Freeman busting a 50-yard run um, right off the bat, and he looked good. Uh, He looked really good, actually, on that run. Now, after that, he gets stuffed two times in short yardage, whatever else. But what's important to know, Phillip Lindsay is healthy, and he is back, which a lot of people had concerns of. But it looked like Royce Freeman got out there first, so... Just kind of something to keep in mind. Uh, This is going to be a true um, split, much so it's a different coaching staff. It's a different offensive coordinator. You know, they brought over Spagnarello, I believe I'm saying his name right, from San Francisco. So think a little bit more of that kind of outside zone scheme that Kyle Shanahan and, you know, Daddy Shanahan uh, ran in Denver before him. So it's going to be a split. Lots of running backs are going to touch the ball there. Daddy Shanahan. Okay. That's what I call him. Uh, I'm going to pause right here because usually uh, we do something in our show or we start our show and we kind of take a little bit long to get into the fantasy. I wanted to switch it up today. And right here in the middle of our show, let's do some housekeeping. Housekeeping? I like it. Housekeeping, you want me for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You want me to jerk you off? You want me to you, you want me to jerk you off? <laughs> you want mint on pillow? <laughs> okay, so I do want to say just again, you know, Brito brought him up earlier. I cannot believe how awesome this site is, and I didn't know about it earlier, and that is Nitrogen Sports. It is absolutely incredible. Head over to eatsleepfantasy.com. We have an open banner at the very front of the site. You're going to see a spot to click on our draft kit. You're going to see a spot to click on Fantasy Finishes chart, and then you're going to see the Nitrogen Sports uh, page right there. Click on that. 
you can bet on everything as Brito talked about. But one of my favorite things about it is uh, you can bet this from anywhere because it is through Bitcoin and it is based out of not the United States. It gets to go around a whole bunch of the things that stop people from betting in the U.S. They have everything, MLB, um, football, soccer, cricket, Esports, <laughs> you can bet on other people playing games um, on their Xbox or whatever. It's just literally something for everybody. I looked around at the site, and I'm not going to lie, um, I really liked it. I kind of bet more it's than clean. I probably should have, but it was a lot of fun, and I won on things I knew nothing about because I, yeah, it's who I am. Yeah, so this is how much uh, stuff they have on their site. They have a sport I've never heard of. What is snooker? I don't know. Exactly. But you can bet on it on I think that's sports. like the pool table thing where they have the bumpers in between it. So it's like They pool. got motorsports, cycling. Yeah, they got like Aussie rules, football, I love me some volleyball. Aussie rules football. I love it. You can <laughs> listen listen to how specific this is, okay? You can bet on international friendlies men world volleyball. Hmm. Like, if you want to bet on something sports-related, you... I like it. All right. Uh, to continue our housekeeping a little bit, if you haven't checked out our 2019 draft kit, you can do so eatsleepfantasy.com, like John mentioned. Uh, you can put forward slash, draft, uh, forward slash draft kit if you want to go straight to it, uh, and it's right there. We're going to be updating that throughout the offseason. It's 20 bucks. Check it out. Uh, it's going to give you a lot of insight for your 2019 season. I think it's definitely worth it. And the guys on our team put in a tremendous amount of work into that. Um, shout out to all of them, actually. Um, if you want to follow some of our writers, I'm going to tweet it out on our on our next tweet on this show. So please make sure to follow all of the guys that have been contributing here because they do an amazing job. Check out the draft kit. It, it's, it's, it's really good. That's all I can say about it. Um, and then... Make sure to check out uh, our uh, iTunes if you want to give us a little review-y uh, there. Uh, five stars, preferably. Uh, give a shout-out to Debbie on there. Please don't. The best review anybody could do in the world, five stars, and then in the, the comment section just say, Debbie, that is all. That would be amazing if you did that. That would be the coolest thing ever, actually. And then one last thing, I uh, promised someone, <laughs> uh, I promised multiple people, hey, if you listened all the way through my solo pod, let me know. And I, and, I, and I got a quite a few tweets from people saying, hey, I listened all the way through, not that bad. Um, I, I did get a, a few never do a solo pod sober, uh, things like that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I got this one. This is from Max Kellner at Maxwell Kellner. He said, I made it all through the 52 minutes and 12 seconds on today's pod. Eve, uh, <laughs> can I get a shout out? Because that would make the hour <laughs> I suffered through worthwhile. <laughs> oh, awesome. Fuck. Harsh. I love how Fuck they you. never hold back. Uh, appreciate that. I Who was that? feel that like said that, that hurts my feelings. That was Max Kellner. Max Kellner, you are awesome. Thank you. I don't know about awesome, man. I do. Like, I do. 
I recorded for almost an hour by myself. That's brutal in of its in and of itself. Uh, and then I knew very well that uh, the response to it would not be ideal. I need uh, someone to talk to. I'm lonely. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We've got one more game here. Oh, hold on. We got to talk Seattle real quick. Just a couple oh, yeah. quick things, if you don't mind. First off, uh, Noah Fant did get two catches on the first series with Joe Flacco out there. He looks like he's already the starting tight end for the Broncos. But if we jump over to the Seattle Seahawks, Paxton Lynch, boy, came out firing shots, was the third-team quarterback. Geno Smith gets hurt. He steps in and looked amazing. I think that the NFL is better with Paxton Lynch uh, in there. And the fact that he did it to the Broncos made it even better. Um, bittersweet. Bittersweet. Um, also- Do you take anything away from uh, Rashad Penny uh, getting the – first team snaps for the running backs yeah i do it shows you you know it's going to be the chris carson show i believe first but i think that they do actually view penny and carson as interchangeable you know we go back talking about the texans it's very similar so with chris carson out uh penny was the guy he did look really bad running the ball six attempts for 15 yards however he looked really good catching the ball he had one catch for 27 yards penny's going to be one of those guys he doesn't create on his own but if you give him space his highlight reel potential is unbelievable so he's just got to make sure uh they get creative and get him the ball in space uh dk metcalf looked good but um Jazz Ferguson was definitely the kind of starlight player, whatever, with the twos and the threes. Four catches, 54 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, Who knows that wide receiver rotation? I think you've got two guys that are locks right now with um, DK Metcalf and Tyler, of course. But outside of that, it's just a huge mesh, just a mess. So, Am I crazy to think that DK Metcalf will have – strong fantasy relevance for 2019 it's very possible they just got to throw the damn ball i i don't know why they're like scared to throw the ball it's like they know this secret that nobody else knows and everybody else is like hey why don't you do this sometimes and they're like no trust me we know what we're doing like they're the white shroot of the nfl if that makes sense uh you didn't like, like that it's not a great Nah. I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. You can do better. I, uh, I think it was perfect. I, I want to do a story time here, but I'm not sure if we have time for it. We'll see. Let's move on. And uh, it's our last game. Let's. So you okay. you want to do story time after the the last game? No, I'm gonna do it right here. I'm gonna do it. Right all right. Here. All right. We got one more game to cover. Okay. So I, in my regular profession, um. Do I work with kids with special needs, mostly kids with autism. We provide behavior therapy. I have um, a little uh, girl client that we work with, and uh, she has a therapist, and um, she, she had two people that was that were working and, and kind of working on some programs with her. Um, and one of them was like, hey, you know, we're going to tell you a secret because he just got engaged, and he's like letting, like, he's like, I'm going to tell you a secret. And she's like, I promise I'm not going to tell anyone that's the secret or whatever. And then I, I come over and, and I ask her, hey, what's the secret? She's like, I can't tell anyone. And I was like, but what's the secret? She's like, 
okay, but you can't tell anyone. <laughs> she was so excited to like have a secret, and it's um. Uh, anyways, I, you know, since you said the uh, secret thing, I had to mention that it's it's enjoyable things that happen to me at work with kids that um, you know, they don't have a lot of social skills to start, and then we we really start to work on it, and then they start to blossom in that respect and i just thought it was a funny little story i wanted to add no i like it i like it and if you want to know the difference between your work and my work uh i have a shorter story to this happened yesterday uh starting ap u.s history class going over explorers and i bring up ferdinand magellan to which a student raises their hand and says isn't he the one that circumcised the globe um so yeah that's my world your story's better yeah i thought it was pretty great I thought it was pretty great. That is pretty good. <laughs> so I'm not a good teacher, if that makes sense. But we knew that. All right, last game. Yeah. <laughs> the Chargers versus the – I don't think anybody assumed that either of us were good at our jobs. Absolutely, or we fantasy just football jobs. for that matter. But that's okay. It is okay. You guys are here for the entertainment, not the yeah. – uh, Good insight. Yeah. Chargers, Cardinals, Kyler Murray. All right. So if we're starting with Kyler Murray, he looked absolutely incredible and efficient from the start. The Cardinals were the worst offense of the last decade by a majority of metrics. That is gone now. Now, they might be equally bad as far as like their win-loss column. They are still a terrible roster. However, their offense will put up a ridiculous amount of plays and yards. Murray goes 6-for-7 for for only 44 yards, but looked very, very good and efficient. Whoever the wide receivers are for this team, which there's going to be four starting wide receivers, that's what they like to do, um, they're all going to have fantasy relevance. And the only two that are locked so far is Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk. So those guys, their stock continues to rise. Uh, very, very cheap plays that you can get late that you can start in a flex spot and be very, very safe just because of the volume. Um, but whoever wins those last two roles will have value as well. And I, who's, who's your prediction to be the third guy there in the rotation? Or is it is is David Johnson going to be the realistically the third best pass catcher on that team? I think that David Johnson will be the number one pass Two. catcher on that team, to be honest with you. Um, I, More than Kirk? I do, yeah. I think his target share will be pretty close to even with each other. I would say David Johnson, Kirk, Fitz. Then after that, I would say Keyshawn Johnson. And then I'm going to throw Hakeem Butler in there, even though his target share won't be as high. But if they're close to the red zone, I can guarantee you all of the reports out of training camp is that Hakeem Butler is scoring a touchdown a day. I don't think that he's going to be out there in the middle of the field. But once they get close to the end zone, Hakeem Butler's going to be in there. So Touchdown a day is a good pace. Yeah. Um, they work the red zone a lot down there. And again, all the reports are everything that he's doing, it's in the red zone. So uh, Kyler Murray, as advertised, he just looks really, really good and calm. Uh, he's good. He's just a good quarterback. So jumping over right, to the other side. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to do exactly that. Go. Um, Tyrod Taylor looks freaking unbelievable. Uh, six for six, 72 yards. I, I think that 
it's going to be the Tyrod Taylor Easton stick show after Rivers retires in the next couple of years. But that is a very deep quarterback room that looks very good. And Easton stick, which a lot of people don't know, he took over as quarterback whenever Carson Wentz left North Dakota State, uh, the Bison. Um, but he's an athlete. He had two carries for 51 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> so as a quarterback, that is beyond impressive. Um, also, Eckler looked like Eckler midseason, five rushes for 40 yards and three catches for 29 yards on three targets. So it seemed like the machine that is the Chargers just continued to operate as planned, even without Melvin Gordon. You know, I talked about Philly earlier as one of the most depth teams in the NFL, I think the Chargers belong in that conversation as well. Because you could remove a couple key pieces, and they're going to be just fine. And yep. I think that we also have to mention Mike Williams had freaking maybe the catch of the preseason so far. Just a back shoulder fade where he just Randy Mossed over you know their starting corner and caught it, came down, acrobatic feet and bounds, just looks – he looks unbelievable. So um, – yeah, that's what I got. Hunter the, Henry looked good, too. The Chargers will have a top-five offense in the NFL this year. Um, they've got enough pieces that there are going to be some guys that on a day on a game basis may be forgotten about. So you may have a game where they forget about Hunter Henry, a game where they forget about Mike Williams. Um, I do want to kind of focus and, and touch a little bit again on the running back situation because... Melvin Gordon is getting iffier by the day. And like you mentioned, Austin Eckler looked good. Justin Jackson can kind of be a guy that works in there a little bit. And so as far Um, as that rotation, real quick, um, Eckler was the guy between the 20s, so the middle of the field guy. And in their first drive, once they got into the red zone, Justin Jackson came in, run the ball, run the ball, touchdown. Um, so right. like they already seem to have their design role. So if you, exactly. assuming Gordon's not there, who would you rather own Eckler or Justin Eckler, Jackson? hundred percent. Which one would you prefer? percent Eckler. You take Cause it. I think Eckler's also capable of, even if he's doing, going between the twenties of scoring from, you know, not the red zone from not inside the 20. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So he has that. He still has the touchdown potential while also getting the majority of the work. Yes. I like it. Yep. So I, every day that the situation with Gordon continues, I get more interested in Austin Eckler because I think that offense is going to be really good. Really good. They just have so much there that like they're going to be moving the ball with ease. And if a team is moving the ball with ease, the the yardage and the touchdowns will come for these running backs. And one of my favorite things about Eckler is, let's just say hypothetically, Gordon gets a deal and comes back. Eckler still has standalone value. He's not just a handcuff like Justin Jackson. If Gordon comes back, Jackson is he's worth nothing. Um, outside of one of those two guys getting hurt. Eckler has fantasy value all on his own. And now it's multiplied without Gordon, but even if Gordon comes back, still a fantasy asset. Don't say worth nothing because he's worth a lot to his mom, okay? His mom would not roster him in a standard 12-team, 10-person bench. Oh, okay. You mean like at all? Like his mom wouldn't roster him? She shouldn't. That's rough. She shouldn't. She shouldn't. 
She shouldn't. Play play with your <laughs> your mind, not your heart. Yeah. This is fantasy. I play with something else. Okay, that'll do it for our show. My name's Christian Brito. We're going to wrap it up right here. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for part three of our week one preseason recap. We're going to go through all of the games, and uh, we'll see you on the next show. Give Debbie a shout-out on iTunes. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Woo! Eat, sleep, fantasy.